0: What's up guys, it's me, Just E, on their first podcast, talking to you live and in radio podcast form from my bedroom, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) You're probably like, yo, like, what the fuck is she doing now? Dude, I have no idea, but the universe does, and I'm here for it, so... My name's E, I'm queer, I'm black, and apparently that's where it's at, am I right? That's right, I'm your neighborhood queer fitness professional bodybuilding weirdo who likes to smoke a lot of weed. It's a really good take if I say so myself. But back to the task at hand. Let me introduce myself. My name's E. I'm a professional bodybuilder. I am in some ways, actually know all the ways. I'm honest as fuck when it comes to things and I don't hold back. I'm the friend you don't put on speakerphone. Yeah, that one. I cuss a lot. And there's going to be a lot of this on this podcast. Also, getting high. Did I I say that? Yeah, that's on here too. Um, But I talk about things in regards to being queer, being black, being in the fitness community, being a bodybuilder, an influencer of such as, such as, such as, such as, I guess. I guess is. Is that what we're calling ourselves now? An influencer? I guess I'll take it. People tend to listen to me at times. And when they do, I get a positive response. So I guess I'm an influencer. Uh Uh-huh. But this podcast is really an opportunity for me to get a lot of thoughts that are on my brain out. (laughs) While I'm high. Um and get a lot of my anxieties out, also. So, in a way, you guys listening to me is helping me. See how we're doing that? We're helping each other. (laughs) (laughs) Like somebody's seriously going to try to sponsor this type of podcast, but you never know. Hey, I'm here for it, alright? right? I'm the queer coach you want to love. Anyway. So, yeah, I'm a professional bodybuilder. I've been an online trainer on and off for the last 15 years. I say on and off because, well, it's a tough tough industry to keep sane in, that's for sure. But if you keep all your balls and bearings, you too can have a really great job in the training industry. (laughs) No, I mean, you really can if you have, like the capacity for it, but I just got completely burnt out after a while, so you know, it was on and off for me trying to figure out where my place was as a fitness influencer in the sport of bodybuilding, and this is where we're at. Be creating content for content that didn't exist for someone like me. (laughs) I'm that search bar, bro. (laughs) I'm the search bar. I'm the search... I'm the search bar results that you get when you can't find what the fuck you're looking for. (laughs) You wanted it? Here I am. (laughs) You got it all in one. I'm black. I'm queer. I get high. (laughs) And I got shit to say. Actual intellect shit to say. About the fitness industry, mindset, uh, hell. My own story coming from where I came up to where I'm at now, talking to you about it openly. I mean, let's start there. Again, my name is Eve. Formerly known as Essence Monet, as you all know. IFBB Pro, bodybuilder extraordinaire, (laughs) Um, and very heavily cannabis enthusiast, I'd like to say. So again, I'm that search bar result, I'm that all-in-one that you've been looking for. you're probably asking, whoa, what's your goal? To be honest, I don't have one. I wanted to use this opportunity to tell my story, put it out there in the universe, see if anybody could relate. And see what the universe brought back. That's pretty much how I thought this was gonna go. So, if you're up for it, get yourself a bowl, or a hit. I got some Gorilla Glue right here that I'm gonna take a little stab at or continue to, as I have been all day, and get stuck with you for a minute, and tell you a little bit more about me, and why I am just Eve. Well folks, it all began in a little town called Chicago, Illinois. No, I'm kidding. No, actually, no. I'm not kidding. I was born in Chicago. Single mom. Single black mom. 1984. Eh. Nothing new, right? <sighs> guess what the universe didn't tell her is what was coming <laughs> that day <laughs> or what she was about to get this woman because <laughs> lo and behold came me oh! barreling in <laughs> oh i'm my chariot of flames i'm a sagittarius i will be kept by no one <laughs> Be a nomad for all eternity. <laughs> Literally, how I came barreling into my mom. She had no idea what to expect. Little did I. <sighs> Saying this out loud makes me know for sure that I knew. I was different early early on childhood. Sorry, I did take a hit. I knew I was different from early on. Facts. I just you know, you don't really know or acknowledge things you don't think you do, at least at that age. But for me, I remember. I was like, I am just different. I don't know how, but I am. And wouldn't you know it, the universe was right. <laughs> I grew up, you're normal everyday teen (sighs) kid I played the sports I did the things I was a tomboy I didn't know why I liked all the things that I liked the way I liked them why I just did them because I liked them right at the time fuck I just knew I liked them but there was still a part of me that knew I was different but never really could understand what that difference was until so later on which i'm sure somebody listening to this right now is probably going like yeah I'm right there right now listening to you. having that own personal discovery later on in life right So, here is my single mother with this child she has no idea what to do with, a child that would be different, to say the least. I grew up as normal as anybody could be with a single mother. My father came down the road. it's a relationship that's still, I don't know, it's there, but I think we're at a point now where we're just like, alright, it is what it is, like, I've moved on at this point, like, I'm openly saying it, like, I've moved on at this point from it, my daddy issues, you know? But, uh, all intended purposes, grew up with a normal childhood until that day I came out to my mom as bi. <laughs> and that changed everything. Well, not from her perspective, but mine. That day changed my life. It was the day that I decided to come out to a best friend. Well, let's just say that best friend didn't keep that best friend secret level... secret level secret. (laughs) (laughs) And I got to school the next day with a grand surprise. Of people asking me a slew of questions in regards to my own personal bisexuality. Here I am acting appalled, like, oh, oh, how dare you? What are you talking about? I don't know, I don't know what you mean. Man, talk about something just, like, taking you right back into the closet, right? (laughs) Just like that. Just saying, people, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. That's not an okay to friend thing to do. When someone is trying to come out to you, it's something as big as that. Just a, just a heads up that that's something that you might not want to do. Ugh. But it happened. So here I am, what was I, 7th, 8th grade, dealing with everybody looking at me, like a fucking psycho because they just found out like fucking Jeffrey Dahmer had entered the building or something. Oh shit, there's a there's a lesbian in the room. <laughs> like everything just like fucking changed. <laughs> of course that any- he gay child would run horrified and that's exactly what I did. I ran right back into the fucking closet. I was like, what are you talking about? <gasps> I I I would never do such a thing. I'm I am not such a person. <laughs> We've all been there. Be appalled by your own <laughs> by your own self. <laughs> I mean like at the time you were like, oh like, you know, trying to really hide your true feelings, but like I can laugh about it now, because now I look at it as just being like uh, anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, don't do that, like, to your friends, like, when they're trying to come out. That's like a no. That's like a no. Also, when you do come out fuck what everybody else says like truly truly because what you'll end up doing when you actually like give in to this caring of what the fuck people think is you end up caring so much that they start dictating your life for you The fuck? How? How? Society, people. (laughs) This is by, like, growing up LGBTQ, like in the 90s was so fucked up because of shit like this, seriously. (sighs) So anyway, here I am stuck in this moment of like utter dismay that like everybody just found out like the biggest secret of all time about me. and literally, like, freaking the fuck out about it. I remember to this day what that felt like. And I know some of you guys listening know what that feels like, too. Like, you're kind of reliving it all over again. Gorilla glue. I'm probably like, this group smokes a lot of weed. I do. I do. Also, if you hear me go between, like, they, them, him, her, she, it's because, obviously, all pronouns I don't really feel like apply in any way, shape, or form on this podcast. You are who you are. You exist as you exist. So you may hear me shapeshift between all of them dive into that later on about me but anyway back to my childhood (laughs) and being queer and why my mother was not ready for what she basically grew up to be me right yeah I know someone's listening and be like yo what the fuck is she talking about like I promise you like it makes sense just hear me out okay just basically telling you my life story, like why I'm talking to you today, that's basically what we're doing, so just just fucking chill out, smoke a bullet, chill out, listening to me while I'm getting high and having high thoughts, what's funnier than that, and you're getting my gay coming out story, what's gayer and more awesome than that, so anyway, back to where I was. Junior high. Everybody fucking knew my secret. Fucking mortified. Mortified. It was like at that moment, I knew. Like, I already knew early on that I was different, but it was at that moment that it was like, okay, you are different, different. Like, you that different, different... That makes grandma even go, hmm, different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That realization. That hits you like a ton of bricks and you're just like, whoa. I was not prepared for this. At all. I thought everybody was on the same page as I was. We all are accepting of one another's differences. Even if those differences don't match up with yours, right? Right? (laughs) Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) That's the response I got. Who can relate? (laughs) Raises his hand sheepishly. Anyway. So carry on, high school, I'm trying to be like as feminine as fuck guys, like I'm down to the core, bell-bottom jeans, choker, I only shopped at 579 when I could actually afford it with my allowance money from chores, um, you know. here I was trying to conform to this whole society thing because that's what they want you to be. And I fell into that trap. Like a lot of us have. <clears throat> Of myself just going in and out, in and out of the closet, not knowing where to go, who to turn to at all. It was scary. It was scary as fuck. Oh, a lot of my teenager a lot of my teenage years were scary as fuck coming up as a queer kid. But, like, not fully accepting you were queer. Kind of like you knew you were queer, but you weren't fully accepting of it because of what the kids at school would think of you. Like, I was in that era. I guess that still is the era. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I'm out of touch. (laughs) But. And... For years, I denied that part of me that just really, at the end of the day, wanted to just be accepted for who they were. I mean, I didn't find that later on in life, that I didn't have to wait on everybody else to accept me, that I could just accept me for me, but you don't know that as a gay kid growing up, coming out, like everything is new to you, <laughs> you kind of jumping from mushroom to mushroom like in Mario Brothers. You know, going from pod to pod, trying to figure it out as a gay kid. And you end up somewhere in between where I am now, where you're finally like, okay, fuck the world and everybody else that thinks anything anything that I have to say... like, yeah, I'm glad I'm that person now, but I wish I was that person the whole time. That's what I'm trying to say, like, you're not the only one out there. (laughs) Hi, it happened to me. I'm here telling you my story, my long, drawn-out, coming-out story, and why I went back into the closet so many times. I guess we'll have to do, like, a part like, two to this or something. (sighs) But, anyway. I'll just keep going. Man. Growing up... When I was growing up, being queer, not really understanding it, like, looking back at it now like, how did I even, like, make it? Because there were definitely moments where I don't feel like I should still be here, to be honest. And this is a safe and secure open space, and if that's something that you yourself want to openly say in your safe, open space while you're listening to me say it, then say it to yourself. Openly and in your safe and secure space. Again, I'm just here telling you my story, because I'm sure someone will relate. But back to my story. So, on my high school career, I'm in and out thinking I'm a fucking weirdo, of course. That's always confusing times, too, because you're trying to figure out what your body's trying to do at the same time. And this is when marijuana started to come into play, because... It was really a lot to handle at once. Not understanding yourself fully during a time when all you wanted to be was understood fully. <laughs> like the fuck? Like my teenage existence basically from 1990 something to whatever, 19 or 2000s 2000 or 2003 when I graduated, whatever. Like my whole teenage experience <laughs> trying to be understood when no one understood me. Okay. Listening to myself right now, I'm just like what? Like I'm like I'm I'm saying it out loud and it just sounds stupid to me now. At the time, for some reason it made sense in my head, but now I'm just like, what the fuck was I thinking? I'm telling you, man. The mind. It's all about the mind. And for me, that's what it became. At a certain point, my existence became all about the mind and, like, how to keep my existence afloat while having this part of me that can't exist at the same time because society doesn't want me to have it exist, right? And weed, (laughs) at the time, was such a lovely thing for me because it kept me from going over that edge when I needed it the most. I haven't been a smoker my whole, like, existence now. But I will say, like, in the last good about of years that I've become frequent and more interested in it, you know, for the medical reasons behind it. I'm just glad I had it, I'm saying, when I did have it, at 12, 13, whenever my, the first time I had it. I still remember my first <clears> time. <throat> So, trying to get through high school as a queer kid, that's awesome. Not. (laughs) Especially when you don't have anybody to look up to in that regards. Like, I had nobody. Like, there was Ellen. Okay, cool. Cool, bro. Ellen. She ain't the same color as me. You know, and it's like, okay, Wanda Sykes, all right, cool. Like, okay, now we've got more representation now. But for me back then, it was Ambar and Blackface was about as close to the lesbian as you can get. I'm, <laughs> like, not even fucking kidding with you. <laughs> like, the fuck? That was the society that I was in. I mean, like, whatever sorry if I offended anybody. Not sorry. That was my reality. (sighs) So, anyway, back to my story coming out. So, yeah, like, go through high school, queer as fuck, denying it until, like, my senior year. And then having it, like, suppressed again because of the church and all that stuff. And let me tell you, for all you Bible thumpers out there, can you not, can you just not, when a child comes out to you, just for for that moment, can you just empathize with the child that they are coming to you with such a vulnerable moment, can you just not smite it right away? And just listen, huh? Maybe give it a chance. I don't know. Let me know. Try it out. Let me know what that, how that works out. Anyway. So, back to my story. Here I am, out of closet again, having to go right back in because of what society and the church told me. anybody else? No? Just me? Doubt it. This is like what? The third or fourth time at this point that I've gone back into the closet, come in and out, in and out? Never mind you all the other bullshit that was happening in between all the other traumatic situations that were happening between. uh, 9-11 happened, mind you, during this time. Uh, what else? My grandmother had passed away from pancreatic cancer, which was a huge deal for me at the time. My parents were in the middle of a really ugly divorce. And, I had been gang raped. Yeah, there was that trauma too, that was you. Stuff in between. A lot of ugliness in there, and we'll get to it eventually. But for now, we'll unpack. We'll unpack her later, and we'll just leave her right there. (sighs) This long, drawn-out coming-out story and coming-back-in story goes on to college now gosh is that where we're at and the the number one thing that happened to me I would say in my life that changed the course of the rest of my life was this was at this moment in college I remember it had gone back to God back to my ways oh yes I wasn't gay anymore I was pure (laughs) okay anybody else no just me okay this winner, which we will dive into at another time, because this is a very long, drawn-out coming-out story already, <clears throat> this particular moment in time would change the course of history for me. My story, my story, my coming-out story, literally at this moment. Everything else that happened after, damn, up to where I'm at now in this long coming out story has led me to this moment right here where I'm talking to you and you're like, yo, what the fuck is she talking about? (laughs) I just took took you guys for a loop. (laughs) I took you guys for a loop. (laughs) in my coming out story. I only gave you a little bit. <laughs> so you could figure out what the fuck I was gonna say on the next one, because, yeah, there's gonna be a next one after this. Oh, man. Part two is a coming out story, I guess, but... What I'm guess I'm saying is... I am here for a reason. I think I said it at the beginning. If I didn't, I'm saying it now. I have a story to tell. And sometimes I say it very high. But with all good intent. I'm just. Here to be a voice for those that. Hey! You just want to be like, yeah, me too. With, hey, that's me. So. I guess this is like. A goodbye for now on this one? next part, I guess I'll talk about is, I don't know, whatever the podcast takes me on this next part of the journey, I guess, we'll have to see, mind you, I am very high right now, so this is a very influenced podcast, first podcast, by the way, so, I'm literally just on here throwing my thoughts out into the wind with no caution. None. No rules. Just letting them all free. (laughs) Seeing who's willing to listen to my crazy ass. Oh my god. Alright. Till next time. It's just E... we get all that I'm probably gonna have to do some editing but yeah all right guys